Monday, April 4, 2022, Sadiq Boxing Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3. So according to Boxing Scene, there will be no British judges for the Tyson Fury versus Ling and White fight. Uh, if you guys don't know, two weeks from now, Tyson Fury will be defending his WBC Ring Magazine and Lineal titles against Dillian White. Now let me read the boxing scene article from the beginning, uh, published by Ron Lewis. There will be a British referee, but no British judges for Tyson Fury's WBC heavyweight title defense against Dillian White at Wembley Stadium on April 23. Despite both boxers coming from Britain, Fury's team requested to the WBC that there should be no British judges for the fight after a series of high-profile judging controversies. Indeed, Fury, who had his followings out with the British Boxing Board of Control in the past, remains licensed with the Nevada State Athletic Commission and will only temporarily be licensed by the BBBFC for the fight. Mark Litson from Liverpool, who will be the referee for the fight, the first time he has taken charge of a World Heavyweight title fight. The three judges will be Guido Caverla from Italy, Robert Taper from Canada, and Juan Carlos Paleo from Mexico. Will be Fury's first bout in the UK since the summer of 2018 when he boxed on the undercard of Carl Frampton's fight with Luke Jackson in Windsor Park in Belfast. His past five fights have taken place in the United States, four of them in Las Vegas. So that's the article right there. Tyson Fury, per his request, wanted no British judges after several robberies. And we continue to see robberies in British boxing. It's crazy. I know we see some bad decisions in the United States. But it's not as consistent as the UK, man. We always get horrendous officiating from British judges and referees. It's crazy, in my opinion. I just don't get why they do this. People know what's happening. You're not protecting the guy. You're just setting up that same guy for failure. Like a guy like Lewis Ritson. Uh, I forgot who he got a decision over. Let me just search up his name real quick on BoxRec. I forgot. They gave him a, a robbery decision in many people's eyes. I forgot against who exactly. I think Vasquez. Was it against Miguel Vasquez? Yeah, it was against Miguel Vasquez. What happened in his next fight? He fought a guy named Jeremias Nicolas Ponce. He almost got killed in that fight. It was a 10-round beatdown. An absolute beatdown. Almost got killed in that fight. That's what happens, man. That's what happens when you put these guys in uh, places that they shouldn't be in. You give him the, the decision, a robbery decision, and he goes, fights, world-class fighters, and gets killed. You're not doing him a favor. It's just BS, in my opinion. I don't even know what to say. Lewis Richardson still campaigning at 140. He just beat Dijon Zlatkin. If you guys don't know Dijon Zlatkin, he was that guy Mikey Garcia knocked out in his comeback for the WBC lightweight title. When was that? When was that? Yeah, that was back in 2017. I remember watching that fight live. Mike Garcia took his head off. That guy seemed completely out of his level in that fight. I still remember that. Boom, right hook. Looping right hand. Knock that dude's head off completely. Mikey Garcia, when he was focused, he was a special fighter. Yep, it was on uh, Carl Frampton versus Leo Santa Cruz undercard. I remember that fight like it was yesterday. Well, I had no idea Josh Stiller was on that card. Interesting. Was it Mikey Garcia's first fight back? 
after all those years? No, he had one fight, one tuna fight against Alea Rojas. What was still an impressive performance for Mike Garcia. Now let's not get too off topic yet. Tyson Fury says that he does not want any British judges, and I can't tell him anything about it. I can't complain, man. These British judges are crazy. Oh, crazy. Give me your thoughts in the comment section below if you're watching on YouTube. And tweet at me if you're watching per podcast. So the fight between Kubra Pulov and Andrei Fedosov has been trash. I think Fedosov got injured. Fedosov, I think, hasn't been in the ring for what, for three years now? Let me just search up his box record real quick. Andre Fedosov. Fedosov. Wasn't he the one that knocked out that prospect not too long ago? That Uzbekistani prospect, that big heavyweight. Uh, let me just make sure. Yo, it's him. Muhammad Rasul Majidov knocked him out in the round. He hit him so hard, he broke Majidov's ankle. Like, imagine how hard you got to get hit to have your ankle snap. So, if Edusov will no longer be fighting... Kubrat Pulov. Instead, Kubrat Pulov will face tough contender, in my opinion, top 15 contender, Jerry Forrest. Jerry Forrest, I had him winning clearly against the Michael Hunter. I thought he won the fight seven rounds to three, eight rounds to two. A clear victory for Forrest. They scored a draw. Uh, I have Forrest number 12 in the heavyweight division. Let me go through my top uh, 15 real quick. Number one, Tyson Fury. Number two, Alexander Usyk. Number three, Anthony Joshua. Number four, Dillian White. Number five, Joseph Parker. Number six, Deontay Wilder. Number seven, Joe Joyce. Number eight, Andrew Ruiz. Number nine, Luis Ortiz. Number 10, Robert Hellenius. Number 11, Tony Yoka. Number 12, Jerry Forrest. Number 13, Michael Hunter. Number 14, Martin Bacoli. Number 15, Hugh Fury. Number 16, Philip Perkovich. 17, my man Derek Tussara. 18, Marat Gassiev. 19, Arslanek Mahmudov. 20, Frank Sanchez. And uh, since pullover game, just because of pullover, I have him right there at number 21. So that's my top 20, top 21 guys at heavyweight. And as you see, I got Dre Forrest ranked in at number 12. I think Forrest, him stepping in. Instead of uh, Fedosov, I know they have money behind the Pulov brothers because Travel Pulov is fighting on the undercard. He will be fighting uh, Sergey Kovalev. Even though they have money on the Pulov brothers, I think Jerry Forrest is going to pull this one out. Jerry Forrest, in my opinion, he's on a, a really good streak. I thought he beat Zilly Zank. I had him winning 94-93. And I had him beating uh, Michael Hunter in 97-93, 98-92. So he's on a good streak. He has momentum. Kobra Pulov coming off a brutal knockout loss to Anthony Joshua. In a spirited performance, but he still got knocked out. And I think uh, Forrest has the momentum. And I think he's going to blast out Kobra Pulov. Possibly rounds five, round six. Pulov has a great way of surviving. And I think if Pulov is just competitive, he will get the decision. Because Jerry Forrest, look, the thing I don't get about robberies, like you got a guy like Jerry Forrest, if he on paper, on paper, like he has the wins over Michael Hunter and Zilly Zang, you know how good that will look? 
You know you can promote that guy that way? You can perform that way. You can be like, got a new heavyweight contender. This guy just beat Zalu Zhang and Michael Hunter back to back. Well, if he could beat Pulov, whether officially or unofficially, us fans will still rate him. If you can beat Pulov, he'd be coming off basically beating Zilli Zhang, Michael Hunter, and Kurba Pulov. Losing a close competitive fight against Carlos Stakem. A lot of people thought he beat Jermaine Franklin not too long ago. So he has a good resume. And especially on three fights in a row. Zhang, Hunter, and Pulov, that look highly impressive. Two guys who have challenged for titles before. Zhang was about to be in a final eliminator for the IBF against Philly Pergovich. That would look highly impressive for Jared Forrest's career, in my opinion. Now, I'd like to hear your thoughts. If you guys are on the podcast, listen to me. Tweet at me at Elzergani Sadiq on Twitter. And if you guys are on YouTube, comment below. Who do you think is going to win between Jerry Forrest and Kubrat Pulov? A fight. What was it? Two years in the making. We've been hearing about this fight since Gennady Golovkin beat Sergei Dravianchenko. We'll finally see it this Saturday. If you're in the United States, it's going to be very, very early morning. Gennady Golovkin will fight his IBF title with Ryan Mars. That will be a super title in Tokyo, Japan. I am extremely excited for this fight. A lot of people... I don't know who Ryan Amarada is. They just look at his record, see losses to Hassan Nadam and Rob Brandt and think this guy is a bum. Ryan Amarada is a gold medalist at the middleweight division in the 2012 Olympics. Same Olympics that crowned Anthony Joshua as a gold medalist and Luke Campbell. Ryan Amarada, at this point, he is 36 years old. Gennady Golovkin is 40 years old. Royal Morata, last time he's been in the ring was December of 2019. Gennady Golovkin was December of 2020. They've both been out of the ring for a long time. Gennady Golovkin did fight sooner than he did, but still, they both rusty. Royal Morata is six foot one with a 75 inch reach. Gennady Golovkin five foot ten with a 70 inch reach. They both punch very hard. Gennady Golovkin has a record of 41 wins, one loss, one draw, with 36 coming out way of knockout. Ryota Murata has 16 wins, two losses, 13 wins coming by way of knockout. Now, Gennady Golovkin's best wins, you could say it's uh, who, David Lemieux and uh, a close decision over Daniel Jacobs. Ryota Murata, knockout win over Rob Brandt. And uh, knockout win over Hassan Nadam. Now, Ryota Murata, what he does well is a couple things. First of all, he's a very big guy. He has fast hands. He has a good jab, but is not consistent with it. It's a very fast, snappy jab. His problem is with the jab. He starts with an early... He snaps it early, but then he starts to use it just as a measuring stick. Just to set up power shots. But he's very strong. Extremely strong. He punches very well to the body. Like Rob Brandt, he landed in the first round against Rob Brandt 20 body shots. 
He knocked out Robert Brant in two rounds. He set up the attack with body shots. There's also one more issue with Ryota Murata. He's very easy to hit. And that's a horrible issue to have when you're facing Gennady Golovkin. Now, Golovkin, I don't need to go into too much detail about him. Most of you guys know him. The question is, how much does Golovkin have left? If this was 2018, 2019, I would say Gennady Golovkin wins this fight anywhere between round 7 and round 10. Because Ryota Murata will be game early. He's a good fighter, strong fighter. Right now, I have no clue who wins this fight. I know this fight is being like I mean, the video that I'm making right now is being labeled as a prediction video. But I have no idea who wins this fight. Absolutely no idea. It could be Gennady Golovkin dominating the fight from pillar to post on winning a decision. It could be Real Murata attacking the body, attacking the head, and stabbing Golovkin mid to late rounds. It's a true 50-50 fight. I know I'm going to be tuning in. Uh, a lot of people are saying that this fight is, is a guaranteed one for Golovkin. That couldn't be farther from the truth. Ryota Murata is more than a live dog. This is a competitive fight. Like if I had to give a slight edge to somebody, it's obviously going to be Gennady Golovkin. But like I gave him like a 51% chance over Ryota Murata, 49% chance. It's that close of a fight. That close of a fight. And yeah, that's it. Give me your thoughts in the comment section below if you're watching this on YouTube. And... Uh, Tweet at me if you're watching Purple Podcast. Now, fights that happened last weekend. Let's go through it real quick. Savannah Marshall gets a brutal knockout victory. She is set to fight Clarissa Shields next. You guys know me. I'm not the biggest female boxing fan. But Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields. Now, that's an intriguing fight. I'm more intrigued for that fight. A million times more than I am the Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor fight. I might not even watch the Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor fight. But she knocked out Femke Hermans in three rounds. She knocked her out cold, clean. She's won her last, how many? Her last eight fights by knockout. She's only had two fights go the distance. Savannah Marshall is brutal. She's one of the few people... That her alias fits her. The silent assassin. She truly is an assassin. She's ranked number two at middleweight worldwide universally. Number one is Clarissa Shields. Our income number one and two pound for pound. They're both highly impressive for female boxing. Highly impressive. Clarissa Shields obviously does not have the power that... Seven has she hasn't gotten a stoppage in five years. She's been uh, dropped before against Hannah Gabriel's. She managed to win every round after getting dropped, but she's still been dropped before. We've seen that happen. She does have the better resume, obviously. She's beat girls like Christina Hammer, Tori Nelson. So she does have a good resume. So that should be interesting. Uh, on the undercard of the Savannah Marshall fight, we saw Florian Marku return. Florian Marku, a good prospect. I- I'd say he needs more work. You can tell that he has that kickboxing background. He's 29. I won't even say he's a prospect. He's a southpaw. I've seen him switch it a couple times. I don't expect him to do great things. 
But he did stop Chris Jenkins. In my opinion, it was a horrible stoppage. We spoke earlier about the UK officiating. That was a horrible stoppage, in my opinion. Chris Jenkins could have still went on and fought, in my opinion. That was a horrible stoppage. Even though after he hurt Chris Jenkins, Chris Jenkins was bobbing and weaving away from most of those shots. But still the referee went in and stopped the fight. I think these referees just... I don't even know what to say. Now, another fight that happened, I think, on Friday. I believe it was on Friday. Was Sandor Martin returned to the ring. Sandor Martin, if you guys don't know him, he's the guy that upset Mikey Garcia. A lot of people had him getting upset of the year. Sandor Martin, a Spanish fighter. He has a record now of 40 wins, 2 losses, 13 wins coming by one knockout. Look, he's a very talented fighter. Well, he just punches. His punches have zero power behind them, man. He's very talented. Good fighter, good boxer. But he just has absolutely zero power. He beat Jose Felix from Pillar to Post. I had him winning every second of that fight. He showed that he's a world-class fighter skill-wise. It's just that power, man. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have much of it. On the undercard, uh, Samuel Carmona. In my opinion, was awarded a horrendous decision over Joel Cordova. I thought Cordova clearly won that fight. Samuel Carmona was beaten, especially in the second of the fight. He did get a flash knockdown round nine. It looked like a slip, but was ruled a knockdown. I think he still possibly has potential, but he lost that fight, in my opinion. Now, there was a fight I was interested in. I looked at the record. Uh, a dude named Hervai Sepp had the record of 11 wins, no losses, and was fighting Richard Bolotniks. So I thought maybe this is a good prospect. Richard Bolotniks, a good test. Uh, I watched it, and uh, Richard Bolotniks beat that dude up particularly. And I thought that guy was a young dude. He had a record of 11 wins, no losses, eight knockouts. I'm just looking at box work right now. He's four years older than Bolotniks. So Bolotniks is more of a prospect than he is. Now, Sandor Martin, where does he rank after that victory in the Walter division? I'm going to give you guys my rankings. Tweet at me your rankings at Al-Zergani Sadiq. This will be, uh, this bit is podcast exclusive. It will not be going on YouTube. Now, at Light Walter Ray, I have Jack Catterall at number one, Josh Taylor two, Jose Ramirez three, Rikis Progray 4, Jose Zepeda at 5, Gary Antoine Russell at 6, Sandor Martin at 7, Montana Love at 8, Barbosa at 9, and Pedraza at 10. I do not rank Tiffany Lopez yet at light welterweight. CCS said that he's moving up from lightweight, but I would, I've ranked him if he was coming off as a champion, if he was coming off a win. He isn't, so he does not get a ranking, an immediate ranking. And yeah, give me your thoughts. Tweet at me. I like Sandor Martin. I just don't think his power is evident at all.